Ay, 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 And we have the one, the only, the man of way out far west, just outside of the greater part of the United States. <laughs> That is Mr. Ray Ito. How you doing, Ray? Welcome aboard the Soul Train. Glad you're here. Good, sir. Uh, and our most special guest of all. Here we go, kicking it off as we really start to dive into this. This would be our first professional applicator well, we've had on here. <laughs> we've got... Lushy, royalty. Aaron, how are you? Absolute royalty well. in the house. Are you doing well? I'm doing very well. Very well. Yeah. Have we're you? About to what kick did this you? Off. I know we're about to kick this off. Are you nervous? You look red in the face. Do you get yourself a beer? Are you ready to go? All fresh and ready to go. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I feel better about everything. All right. So I'll give everybody a rundown. Uh, a, a ran, uh, reached, uh, reached out to us, uh, probably somewhere about three years ago. And, uh, we're just now getting around to it. And basically he said, Hey, let's take a look at what it is I do and see what we can't come up with. And he kind of gave us some parameters that he wanted to work in. And, and who knows by the end of this topic, Ryan DeMay may have taken all those parameters, crumpled them up into a ball and then thrown them into the toilet. And we've all flushed it together. Uh, or I don't know. I don't know. You, you just, you, you never know when you have a consultant on staff, it just, boy, ah, it gets, it gets wild real fast. It's a little squirrely, I guess, is the word I was looking for. But oh, here are the parameters that he gave us to work with. He says that, um, oh, wait, wait a second. I lost it. I lost where I had it. Let me go back to my notes. Here we go. So he said, I do a six fert and squirt uh, program with an additional Lime application. And... Uh, Sometimes he'll do additional lamp based on what he gets back from the soil test. Then he also has a five-step program with four fert and squirt rounds and a lime. Uh, and that's for the people with tighter budget restrictions. I'm not going to use the phrase that you, you use there, uh, Lushy. Um, that's a it's joke, okay. by the way. I'm not going to throw you under the bus okay. like that. Uh, and then also that's, that's, he does that's some that's liquid. He, he sells not just core aeration, but he also sells uh, liquid aeration. And so we can talk about that and how it integrates and what kind of effect that can have in his program as well. So I think we've got a lot of, of uh, base information here. But really, in order for someone like us to be able to take this and convert it into something that is actionable, uh, of course, we need a bigger picture. And so the first thing we did was look at soil tests. And so I kind of hand selected the most extreme soil test uh, that showed up here. But uh, nonetheless, these are soil tests that Lushy sent. And I've got to say, uh, they are pretty extreme, uh, to say the least. And and I, I, I just I want everybody at home to take a look at these soil tests because of how nutty they are uh so bear with us and we'll be getting those uh uh sent over to you here shortly uh jay pink if you want to throw up any one of the soil tests at this point feel free 
to uh, to share those with everybody. So we'll kind of take a look at this first one here, and uh, and we'll give everybody a, a, a bit of a moment to take a look at this, digest it, and then comment on it. Now, the first thing that stood out to me here is uh, the potassium number, right? We have 26 parts per million of potassium. And uh, I can tell you, I, I cropped this incorrectly in Photoshop. That's why the P number is uh, is off there. But the the phosphorus levels were somewhere around 50 parts per million in a uh, in a, in a malic one. Uh, no, I'm sorry. There were somewhere around 25 parts per million in a malic one. Here we see we have 26 pounds per acre in potassium, which, which converts to about 13 parts per million of potassium. And I have to say, of all the soil tests I've ever seen, this is easily the lowest potassium level I have ever seen, especially given the CEC of the soil. And I kind of, even though I don't, uh, uh, a 6.7 is not like off the charts high or anything, but still I would think with the CEC of, uh, of, of that, that that potassium level of 13 parts per million would basically not be extremely possible unless you were just submerged underwater and then drained out pretty aggressively. Um, and then uh, and then the soil pH being a 5.1 that is uh, that can that can definitely hamper any kind of progress you're going to make on this on this property. So uh, enough of me kind of yakking about it. And let's turn it over to the guys who actually know what they're doing. So Ryan. Taking a look at this here, what's kind of jumping out at you just off off the base? If if I didn't tee it up any worse than I, I did there, no, I mean you hit all the you hit all the important points there, and um, you know on the micros, manganese being that low. If this is a again, this is a uh, Kentucky bluegrass lawn, um, really would have some strong concerns about patch diseases, particularly summer patch um, with that low of a manganese level. Um, so, you know, the other thing too, I think on the P, I went back and looked at the actual uh, photo here. It was 95 pounds per acre, right? On a Malik 1, so we drop out 20% for the Malik 1, picking up a little bit more P because it's more strongly acidic. And then we convert that into pounds per acre. And we're somewhere in the neighborhood of, say, 35 parts per million on, on phosphorus. So, you know, yeah, this one's got uh, 111 written all over it and then the lime issue, right? So that's definitely gonna have to be something that, uh, I'm sure unless you're selling this, you know, in, in terms of uh, a long-term, not a, a one and done, like you're gonna just turn this thing, you know, bright, growing green right out of the gate, but I'm sure they'll see progress in the first year as you start to adjust that pH number. Most definitely, yeah. This is someone that's gonna get a, a multi-application of lime throughout the season. We're probably doing a spring application at 25 pounds per thousand then following up with a midsummer the same and then in the fall trying to hit it again you know to just try to bring it up slowly then we'll retest in the spring and see where that moved the soil no that's good so it's what's this test cost what's this test cost you and, and do you do it for every customer um yeah this actually probably this is through one of my local distributors um okay. and he sends it to this went to waters labs um and it cost me okay. 17 dollars and do you feel so like I that's try, money well spent from a, from a business perspective? Or you feel like that's money well spent on each account to to test each and every one, just based on the variability you see across the area there, or what? Nope, I actually charge the customers if they want it. I charge them fifty dollars for a test to do it, to ship it, and then to for a consultation of like, hey, this is what we're going to need to do. 
You know, there's a little bit of money that we're making in it, but you're not, you know, you're not killing them, but you're at least paying mm-hmm. for your time to go out and do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ray, what do you got on this one? Ray, can you All hear right, I broke Ray. I broke Ray. That's you good. You know, I concur with you folks because you are looking at needing lime. You know, and one one one, and also this is a manganese and iron type of a type of a situation. Yeah, I, this is this is one of those where you know they say uh, uh, thirteen parts. Uh, I mean, yeah, thirteen so, parts per million of of lime of iron is high. Um, I I don't know how they came up with that determination of thirteen parts per million of iron being high, uh, but that that's fine. That's fine. They can they can record that as much as we want. Um, Kind of the good news here, though, is that you've got such in acidic soils that a lot of that is is highly available right now. So even a little bit of nitrogen and you're going to facilitate a fair amount of uptake there. But uh, you are uh, significantly low in manganese and that is an issue. And the even bigger problem that's really hanging out here is that with 13 parts per million of potassium, uh, this grass probably does not want to be alive, in my opinion. Um, I just, you know, I. I, again, I've never come across something this low, so it's hard for me to say uh, what kind of performance metric you can tick off the box here, but this is insanely low. And uh, kind of in, in the same vein, uh, you know, Jay Pink, if you want to go ahead and move on to the next one, uh, we'll take a look at this and see just how wildly different this is. Um, Jay Pink, can you shrink in that uh, left side a hair there? I, I probably cropped these at the wrong sides, which is no. Uh, shrink it in. Uh, you, know, you know, I screwed something up. I, they were just you're, pretty you're, par for You're 25, wrong 25 pounds per acre on this one for the phosphorus. Oh, wait, no, no wait, 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 hang on. Uh, yeah, 25, yeah, 25. 25 parts per acre on the the phosphorus 20, okay sorry 25 pounds per acre yeah uh, okay okay so that would be roughly 12 and a half parts per million so we are critically deficient in our phosphorus um and uh, i believe let's see this has an 8.3 malic so i can pull uh up what that is hang on one second here so this is this has 14 parts per million of potassium. So uh, exactly about where we were on the last one. So extremely critically deficient in both phosphorus and potassium here. And again, kind of the same scenario where we are uh, a little bit better. We're a little bit better in our in our iron, but we're about as equally as crappy in our manganese. So in a soil pH of 4.8. Are y'all sensing kind of a trend here of what we're working with? I get all the crappy yeah. ones. Yeah, I, I'm getting a certain trend, and I'd even go a little bit manganese. I'd even go a little bit manganese heavy. Yeah. 
I agree 100. percent Ryan, Ryan, is there anything about this that is not giving you uh, the symptoms of a heart attack? Uh, you know, I hope for Lushy's sake that this is kind of like the uh, the heavy girl that you start dating and then she starts working out a little bit, gets a little fit. You know, when you take her out and show her to your friends, that's what I hope. We'll take a look at the at the next soil test here and uh, and see if this is any kind of saving grace as far as how we feel. Hey, here we go. Unfortunately, no. There's nothing better about this. Uh, 13 parts per million of phosphorus, uh, 16 and a half, or, or what is that? Uh, 13, 14, uh, no, 15, 16, 17, 18 and a half parts per million of potassium. I mean, this is so far into the critically deficient world. And then coupled on top of it, a pH of 4.6. I mean, this is just, this is brutal. These types of conditions are absolutely brutal. Lushy, what do these lawns look like in person? That's actually, I'm trying to look up to see what ones they are. Because you've got uh -huh. it cropped out just above it. What's the code that's above that? Can you see it? No, I cannot see the code. Uh, but if you, if you give me like, a second here, I can tell you what it is. Uh, 8.5 Mac. Uh, okay. This code is, this is Sean L 29. Yeah. Sean right, L 29. So yep. So this is a real heavy clay soil in the, uh, in our area. So it's very slow to move. This is the second year and this soil has actually come up in pH. This was atrocious when I took it over, and we actually have some semblance of life in it. Mm. But it's not perfect by no means. I wouldn't expect it to be, and I wouldn't expect this to really do anything from the months of June and through September, except just go dormant and stay that way. It struggles. He irrigates the hell out of it to keep it going. All right. Pushing that well, potassium through there. <laughs> one, two, three, four. Let's go ahead and Double move on up. to the last one here, J Pink, and see and see if we start to have even just remote feelings of betterness about ourselves. This is but number four. I'll go ahead. This is number four. Did I send you four or five? Oh, here we go. This is number four. We're on four now. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting way ahead of myself. Um. Here we go. I mean, we're at critically deficient phosphorus levels at 35 parts per million, still at 16 parts per million of potassium. Um, this is this is still horrific, though. Um, a 4.8 a pH, there's nothing about this that is enjoyable to maintain. If you give me a second here, Lushy, I'll tell you, I'll tell you who this is. Uh, let me find the code here. This is Mark P38. How does this one yeah look? this lawn isn't not it, it this is not one of our better ones at all this one's we've had him for a couple of years and this is where you fight a customer and tell them that you need to do extra lime applications they don't want to and you tell them well, here's the solar report and this is why we should do it and they say well i don't want to i just want to you just keep doing the regular app applications it, it's fine but every summer it dries out kind of goes half dormant what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. Welcome to the real world, Ray. 
They're out there. They'll say they'll give you their money, but they don't want to correct it. <laughs> well, I mean, this is this is well, tough. I, I, I mean, this I is know. really tough. Go ahead, uh, Ray. Yeah, you know the funny thing is, is that there's certain. Things that you gotta do, you just gotta do it. I mean, this pH is why or how is there even grass growing on it? So here's my question: Let's you, let's just look at your competition here for a second, and do how do they sell their programs, and is it any different than yours? And then I'll ask a follow up question to that. There are there are other companies that are out there that are in it to do the right thing, and then there are other companies to just go out and collect a check. It'd probably be the most polite way to say it. Fair enough. Same thing. Same thing here. I get that part of it. So, from a pricing standpoint, you know, is there is it uh, possible or practical to just say? Hey, limes included, and it's in it's in our price to do it the right way because I don't know how representative of samples these are across your entire you know portfolio of customers. But at this point, it would just be like, hey, everybody's gonna I'm just gonna budget on seventy five pounds of lime per thousand you know across the uh, every entire season, yeah, and just roll with it, right? I, I mean, I don't know, is that, how does that fit into your pricing structure? And then where does that put you competitively in the market? Uh, competitively, it push you right out because they think you're crazy because they, everyone's running around throwing out SoluCal. And they're, just, <laughs> oh, they're blasting that all day. Oh yeah. That's their favorite to push. Mm -hmm. You know, try to get, try to get uh, a cal straight calcitic <laughs> lime from a vendor is impossible. Because you know, a soil report will come back and say, "Well, it needs calcium, you know, manganese, or magnesium, excuse me." And you tell, you go to the vendor and tell them you want it. They're like, "Oh, we don't carry it. We carry domolytic, or we carry, you know, solucal, or amp, or you know, you don't need to put out X number amount. You'll save money. You can just push this out, and it's you know, you just you make your money on your app, and it's got, it's loaded with iron and humic, and they everyone loves it." So that's kind of what's out there. So you run into these. These are a few problem lawns that have been I sent that I've picked up that are out there that, you know, you're taking over from somebody and maybe from a large chain that's out there. You know, and I love them. They're my favorite. They're my favorite competition. Oh, yeah. It's fun to ride in the wake of them, right? Because there's plenty of business to pick up, you know, just just going right behind them as they're, you know, plowing through. Yep. Yeah, they're not. They're they're, they're fine. They... So, without revealing too so, much on on the business side, I guess t tell me from a standpoint of just product, right? Like I'm not care to. I'm not yep. gonna care about labor, overhead, profit, anything like that. Product wise, if I have the five app plus one lime uh, package, what's a good number for you to figure out? Okay, hey, this per thousand square feet for the to for the whole year, dollars and cents. I think it comes wise. out to around. 46 per thousand. Okay. Got it. So 46 per thousand, that's just product, correct? No, that would be like, that would be the sales service. 
that's you're all that's everything. That. Okay, yeah. forty six per thousand. Do you know what percentage of that is your product? Oh, I'm probably like around sixteen. Probably cost me around sixteen bucks. Sixteen bucks. Okay. Yep. All right. We got something to work well, with. We're, here, we're at what 35 percent material cost? Is that what I heard? Something like that. Uh, yeah, right around there. Uh, 30, 30, 30, yeah, 33, 35. Um, how many acres do you treat? Uh, right now we're we're small. We're very small. So we're what are we? Seven hundred fifty thousand square feet. Okay. It's not bad. That's still in the wheelhouse here. So, real quick. Um, trying to get my consultant hat on here for you so I can tell these people how to spend their money better and more <laughs> of it. So, all right, 17 acres. So, you, yeah, that's not bad at all. Um, <laughs> what's your thoughts on what's your thoughts on custom blends? As far as like for a fertilizer app. For the customers, yeah, like if, yeah, if, yeah, if you could, if you had your druthers and you could say, hey, I've only got a four ton minimum, you know, or something like that, um, would you, would you get into something like that? Yeah, to do better, better on the derivative like side. Okay. Yep. All right. Because I know a guy who makes fertilizer, he might be able to help you out. But in any regard, <laughs> uh, all no, right, I, I know a guy. I knew a guy. I had, yeah, I had a guy one a guy. time. He's still a guy. He's still there. He's still kicking. All right. So 16 per thousand. So I'm going to do some figuring here real quick uh, in my handy dandy spreadsheet here. But uh, yeah. what else is in the, pro what else is in the program? What else, you know, tell us about your weed control. Tell us about these other products that are uh, in there. Cause I know you have some stuff like, um, some liquid aeration and some other stuff. Are those upsells or those included in the 16 bucks? Like what do I get for 16 bucks and then what do I pay extra for on product? Well, I think uh, just got disconnected. Just dropped. All right. We'll okay. get him back here in a minute. Um, hey, uh, Jay Pink, go on to the last soil test. We'll take a look at that real quick uh, while we wait on him to come back. Um, mm -hmm. and, and here, here we go. I mean, this is indicative of everything we've looked at up to this point, except now we're, and this is one of those weird enigmas, right? And I, I picked this one specifically because of the quote unquote high magnesium and quote unquote high calcium levels, right? Um, there's nothing really about those two numbers that is exceptionally high, except that magnesium level can constitute when he's talking about super tight soil. When he comes back, this is one of the things I want to ask him. How tight is the soil on this particular property? Again, critically deficient potassium levels, critically deficient phosphorus levels, extremely low soil pH, high, high cow, high mag, low soil pH. And again, you know, we're looking at the exact same thing with manganese and, and iron there. So no real necessary reason to harp over that. Um, you know, when when people, so many times when we were going through all these soil tests, people talk about how they've got high calcium. They're concerned about high calcium. What do I do about high calcium? I've got high calcium. I've got high calcium. And then they send you a soil test and you've got 1,400 parts per million of calcium. And, and you know, they need, uh, like in this particular instance, uh, I'll tell you exactly what the, the lime requirement is to move it to 
a pH of uh, 6.5 uh, 6 is 2.6 tons an acre. That's so that's, you know, basically 5,200 pounds. Yeah. An acre that, that needs to, to go down here. So, um, you know, we're talking about over, over a hundred pounds, 120 pounds per thousand. I mean, per thousand, yeah. 120 pounds per thousand square feet, uh, in order to, to really move the needle on the soil test. Um, Lushy, I'm looking at one right here and I want your input on this. We were talking about super tight soil earlier. Uh, we're talking about Scott D 15. How, how does this property look? He came back and froze. He came back and froze. All right. We'll get him. We'll get a nice little restart going on there. Um, I would say this one would be as equally difficult to manage as the other ones. Now, we're not so critically deficient in phosphorus and potassium here that it's like life-changing levels. Uh, but with your with your higher magnesium uh, uh, in this particular scenario, I think that would create a bit of its own chore considering everything else compounded with it with these soil tests. And taking a look at these soil tests, they all kind of range. I mean, uh, they're very, very identical. Lushy, you're back. Uh, how does Scott D15, how does this property look? Lushy, we, can't can't hear. Hear. we can't hear you, Lushy. Check your, check your, check your mic status. We'll see what's going on there. Uh, uh, Willie, we can get so guys, tell me, tell, at some point. Go ahead. Tell uh, me about this. Just no, I was just going to say, tell me about this of like on something like this. So he's going to be able to go down to his supply house and probably pick up urea, dap and mop, right. As a triple 19 or a triple 15 or something like that. So what, if any reservations would you guys have in this particular, in these particular types of soil with, Mm -hmm. particularly the, I mean, you're going to have to go with map or dap. That's just, you're going to have some of that acidifying, you know, ammonium in there. That's whatever. You just have to live with that to get the uh, phosphorus out there. But then about mop, right. Versus a custom blend with SOP. So what are your, what are, what are your thoughts there from both you guys on SOP versus mop in this soil? <laughs> I, so, Ideally, if and this is where the laws kind of okay. come into play. I would actually prefer SOP. <laughs> go ahead, Ray. You go ahead. I know you're on a little bit of a delay, so bear with us here. If you hear me talking, just talk over me. Yeah. 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 I. Yeah, I would prefer SOP, and furthermore, I'd actually do a funny program where. I'd put down my P where I separate separate from everything else because most of my nitrogen at this point would be coming from calcium nitrate. Okay. Yeah. So a soil neutralizing because nitrogen This source? is the kind of soil that I actually treat with calcium nitrate because the calcium is so damn low. Uh, that makes perfect sense. And, and, and kind of the, the 
that way part I'm here not is getting driving down my pH. <laughs> I think those are. I think that's a good point about the calcium nitrate because, but here's the thing: is how does that fit into a four or five app program that Lushy's running? Right. So, can we get enough calcium nitrate down to get the nitrogen down that we need, or is that more of a um, more frequent, lower rate type of program? What's our, what are our upper limits on something like that in your mind, Ray? Okay. It is literally safe to apply as much as a full pound of nitrogen from Cal nitrate and I would even be hitting the grass. And I would be in the fall with that much, you know, all nitrate nitrogen and put it to bed in the winter with that much nitrogen. And then in the spring, I, I put down my P and my K because my emphasis will be to supply most of the nitrogen needs of the grass with cal nitrate if possible. Yeah, so, that could be a, <clears throat> go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead, Ryan. You go ahead. No, I was going to say, I mean, that could be an I could see that being an effective program, and it's just going to be a little bit different than maybe, I guess what he's probably running right now, which is okay. It would just be more of a, a throughput kind of thing of, hey, can we get all these apps in in the spring and the fall instead of, you know, having a longer window to get those in, right? You know, for that round two app or something like that, let's say. So that, would, you know, with being a smaller company, right. that's probably good. He's probably a little bit more nimble. But just from a, a logistical standpoint, I think it could work. And then... You know, there's nothing wrong with going back in the summertime and just doing, um, you know, some foliar wraps, right? So um, something th simple like, um, you know, a liquid uh, triazone, right? And maybe some depth 10, which I think I know he's already running anyway, just to get you a little bit of bump going through the summertime. And then, yeah, I get back on the cal nitrate in the fall, right, and continue to push it. So this mm -hmm. this is probably, you're right, you're probably, this is going to be an oddball, very much not a true green Scott's four-step kind of uh, dumbed-down bullshit, right? That's just not, if you want to do it the right way. And I know that he does, and so I guess that would be the question for him, if he can hear us and if he can see us. Yep. We we see you, Leshy. Very much so. I'm look, I'm looking right at you. Deep into your eyes. Can you feel it? I can feel it. Can you hear me, though? Can you hear yeah, me whisper sweet nothings no. at you? All right. Yeah. Just in my All one right. ear. Oh, good. Perfect. Just in one ear? All right. Go ahead. I, so so I, I'll give... Uh, hang on one second. Let me give an argument for and against MOP real quick. Um, for obviously being low salt index, uh, safer to run higher rates. And when you're so critically deficient 
that in this instance and, and capped by the number of applications you make, this is where it makes sense to me to soil load. I know he's low CEC, but uh, however, you got to get it down. You got to get it down when you've only got four or five Ferton scored applications to get it down. It's just a tough scenario. Now, the caveat is that you could save a lot of money by going with MOP, but here's the caveat is this is going to check out in its current state very early compared to the other lawns in the neighborhood. MOP as a primary case source and loading the salt index up uh, in, the, in the turf, in the soil, leading into that period of stress is only going to help facilitate that occurring faster, right? Uh, just due to the, the salt index, the MOP, you're going to be, you're going to be wicking a lot of, a lot of water. You're going to be removing a lot of water. So, you know, and it, it may not be purely apples to apples, but I feel like if, if you were loading in the spring, you, you would have to go out early in the spring to try and flush as much of it as possible and get as, much of the uptake to occur before the summer stress caught on. Otherwise, trying to load the soil as you move into the hot zone is likely going to induce dormancy faster than it would be if you were doing the same thing with SOP. Does that make sense? I didn't articulate that very well. But do you see what you see what I'm saying? If you time it, if you time it wrong, you're going to send the lawn into dormancy, basically. From the salt the index of the other product, right? From right. the from, from the, the mop, yeah. MOP. yeah, yeah. So the other thing there too is uh, uh, again, I get back in the summertime. You're right. Do dormancy is kind of like a fickle thing, and it's definitely you know the window for the these lawns to go dormant is much much narrower, right? Like, um, to get into and get out of, right? So, um. I think you're going to have a, a tough time with that, but the foliar piece could be an important thing through the summertime, right? Because it, it, they're already weak plants and relying strictly on mass flow and, and things coming in through the roots is not a, not a really good proposition. So again, I'd be looking at the end in the middle of summer coming from light rates of foliar, not just depth 10 plus, but, I would have that in the program just because, again, you're going to need all the potassium you can get. I know you're a subvert user, so that's the only reason I'm referencing that product. Um, mm -hmm. Another good one would be FFF, right? Full force fun yep. for the PG-13 crowd tonight. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was the fakest laugh ever. Thank you. Um, but in any, any regard, those two products would be really, really good. <laughs> to continue using through the summertime if you can. So I guess it's almost like we need to reimagine your five steppers. So like, just lay it out. What are your, you know, what are your target dates for the five, the five rounds roughly? So it'd be, it's your, the normal is six. The five is a real hidden program oh. that I really don't tell anybody about. It's normal. It's normally secret? six. Super secret. That is the, eh, I can help you out a little bit program. Uh, the, That's a cash usually, under the table program. I get it. No one said that. Uh, IRS. That did not happen. I don't know anything about that. Or what does that mean? What? What is? I, I found this. And 
I found this envelope of cash out in the driveway every time I spray, and I don't know why. I just I don't know why, but I do this as a donation <laughs> to these people because I like them. Yes, yes, it's a charitable giving thing. We get it. So, so yes, okay, yes. so lay it out for me. The six stepper, the six stepper. Give me your your dates. The six stepper was uh, usually. Let's see, we'd be going out in the beginning of April. We'd be hitting it in May. We're almost like once a month. So it'd be April, okay. May, June, July, August, September, uh, and then October. And that's our final. Got it. Okay. So that one of those, though, is a Lime app. Like you're not doing a. a I have a little no, li Lime is. Go ahead, Ray. Lime, it was seven. It's really a seven. A Lime is at the end. Yeah. I have, a, I have an alternate thought. Oh, go ahead, Ray. Oh. Hi. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <special>? Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Hi. <laughs> uh, it's not a drunken Zoom, okay. babe. Oh, sorry. Lushy. <laughs> for your yes, summer. Sir. For your summer foliar. Foliar. It may also be possible for you to be applying a combination of. Potassium nitrate and calcium nitrate as well. Okay. Because in fact, yeah. that's kind of how I handle my low pH calcium deficient soils. The hard part yeah. I would think is in there is some the Boston area would be calcium and potassium nitrate. Would it, how difficult would it be to find potassium nitrate in your area, Lushy? I have no idea, to be honest with you. I'll start looking. It is. When you start going to like, yeah, I just well, start nitrate. They might have it. You go to site one; they don't carry it. Um, you go to one of the other big box guys, uh, Target Specialties. They're great. But they they're still in a granular program, and that's they don't do too too much in liquids. So it would be yeah, a so, soluble. It'd be a dry soluble, not a okay. uh, not. What you'll not probably a have to do, Leshy. is go to the guys that supply greenhouses, uh, hydroponic grow operations. Or even like the guys that are supplying the medical marijuana growers. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. They will have it. Uh, they I mean, they love their because... nitrates. So. <laughs> All right. I got a little homework to do. Right. Got a little homework to do. So this so this six step program then mm -hmm. plus the one in October. You know, basically, we're saying rates of up to a pound of calcium nitrate in those first two apps, right? So April, May, and then backloading it in September and perhaps even October. Is that accurate? Is that what we're thinking? Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh uh, JP, can we see the screen your, with the uh, climate appraisal form? I don't know. Might as well put the growth potential at a. 
It's coming. It's coming. Did you send that to me? Uh, yeah, it would be the last one that looks like an Excel spreadsheet. Uh, okay. Give me two minutes. Okay, we're all good there. Um, you know, yeah, just kind of some highlights here, looking at his growth growth potential. Uh, I'll go ahead and, and just say this. The, the general recommendation here is roughly three and a half pounds of N, uh, uh, half a pound of P2O5, and four and a half pounds of K2O. So we can see it here on the screen, and then down there at the bottom, the total N, total P2O5, and total K2O. Um, and that was that was averaged out from one of his. Uh, I, that was actually averaged out among like ten of the soil test is where I came up with those with those values. Um, that calcium level is actually missing a uh, <laughs> those calcium magnesium levels are reversed, so we'll ignore that for the time being. But um, it, it at least gives you a, a visual representation of what we're looking at with uh, NP and K averaged out over a wider variety of properties outside of just the ones we were looking at. Now, the average pH among those was also a 5.4. So um, incredibly acidic, incredibly low in potassium. Uh, and uh, uh, for the most part, there were several properties that were adequate in P. Um, and <laughs> actually, you know what? They were in pounds per acre on the test. And these, and I translated as partial yeah. units. Drop that in half. Well, so... That would be closer to two pounds oh. of P, and that would be uh, a, a, a lot, that would be like five pounds of K, is what that what that would be. And the other thing too is you probably have the growth coefficient in there is 0.7, just like it defaults to. I can tell you this shit is not growing at a 0.7 growth potential coefficient, right? It's it's going to be. I, yeah, I couldn't tell you an exact number, but just because of all the things that are working against it it might be a, a 0.6, you know, or 0.55 or something like that. So that's going to drive that down a little bit. Uh, it doesn't mean don't, you know, feed and, and try to soil load like what we're talking about here, but this grass is going to need a whole lot of encouragement to grow. Yeah. So if we took that up to a full pound of N, which, you know, you're right, is, is probably low, especially on those properties with a 4.6 pH there. Uh, you know, uh, now we're at 4.6 pounds and we'll take it up to a pound and a quarter as a hundred percent. Now we're at, we're at almost six pounds of in, uh, on the year. And that would, uh, that would put us at, at seven and a half pounds of K is what that removal rate would be at six pounds of in. Back up the brink truck, Lushy. <laughs> that is slinging it. I think we'd be throwing it, it down is. at that point, wouldn't we? Yeah. Well, the hard part is for you, Lushy, is that with as acidic as your soil is and with as, as, as deficient as it is in everything, um, I, I mean, the, your nitrogen availability is going to be at an all-time low compared to what most people are dealing with. You're going to lose a significant amount of that nitrogen. But calmatrate we'll get through to it we'll get through to it i've seen it happen i've really seen it happen you know when you're dealing with a really acidic soil the the best kick in the pants for the grass is calnitrate 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna start mapping this out here. You don't get the response here. from urea. You don't get it from ammonium sulfate. Rushy, when do you kick off your season? You know, calnitrate will actually turn your grass almost blue. Uh, probably about about three three weeks, Matt. I'd say we'd be going out. So somewhere around weeks. April, April, beginning of April, right? It depends on what our weather is. It's trending towards the begin the first week of April. And and then you run through what through the end of October or mid November. Uh, end of October, and then like mid-November is when we'll go out and do our lime applications at the end of the season. Okay, that works. So really, really looking at this, you've got to squeeze in six applications uh, from April 1st to the end of October. Correct. So that is a 30-day interval, whether you want it to be or not. Every 30 days, you've got to be on these properties to get in six applications. And that's actually good because that's your growing season, really. <laughs> you know, based right. off your growth probability model, it all lines up that, you know, you, you've got six applications, you've got six months of growing season. So that actually gives you quite a bit of leeway there, and it kind of changes the, the game on uh, structuring this type of program. So can we? That's the question now. So Lushy, can you get can you get out there? And if you're doing half or so a pound per app, right? And we're out there monthly. Like I think you're going to have a four week response and be just fine with that. I mean, I don't uh, I don't know if uh, my compatriots here disagree, but I feel like uh, four weeks on a rate like that with calcium nitrate or potassium nitrate, you're going to be a okay. You know, especially on these properties because you're definitely going to see a plant response. Um, more so than you would have used any other end source, right? So that being said, you know, is that something you can do? And then here's the other thing, guys, that I'm, I just thought about is how do you feel about this coming out of a permagreen at a low carrier volume? Cover your ears, Ray. Well, here, here's the thing is that can it is possible to spread cow nitrate. Uh, it's not easy. And it's not easy because of, of one, pearl size, and two, how hygroscopic it is. Uh, that makes it extremely e. tough, right? But, e. Ryan! E. No, no. It's not easy, but it's doable. It's like using a Ziploc bag as a condom. It's not easy, but it's doable. Uh, listen, I've done stranger things than cow nitrate out of a, than cow nitrate out of a permagrain. Where are you going with this? The man's got 750,000 square feet to do. He's got a family. Let him live. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so then... We would we'd like to do more. Yeah. We'd like to do yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, we don't, we, we don't want to turn this into a, hey, we, this is our last season, and we're just going to, you know, the burn and return of Matt Martin's specialty. Because you know how Listen. I am about a little tip burn. I, I get Listen. a little... A little wonk, a little squirrely about it. You're gonna be all right. You just you you you. I'm not saying you're gonna burn up your grass putting down a pound of in from cow nitrate, uh. But the the seriously, if you if you had issues with uh with with Ram One Carbon X and and difficulty spreading that cow nitrate is gonna be of equal difficulty because as soon as that meets atmospheric moisture uh, or that the atmosphere, it's gonna start drawing on water very. 
quickly, very quickly. And that's what makes it so difficult to spread. Yeah, I, I would strongly recommend against that. So here's my question from a, a practical standpoint is what is the highest carrier volume that you think you can spread or spray out of your permagreen? Half a gallon, three quarters of a gallon? Maybe, maybe half a gallon. Half a gallon. Okay. And what is that? Uh, is that an 18 gallon tank? 20 gallon tank? I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, 12, 12. 12, 12 gallon. 12 gallon tank. 12 gallons. Okay. So 12 gallons. Average property size is what? How many thousand square 12 feet? 12 and a half. Uh, about 12,000 square feet. 12,000 is your average. Okay. Yep. So then you got more than enough in there. So then, from a practical standpoint of having water in your truck or access to water along your route to fill up. And do all that right so if you're going to spray at a higher carrier volume now you're going to have more labor into it but is that going to elicit a better result so here's here is my thing is uh, you know I, you gave us 10 or so soil tests and they're all equally um you know basically you know yeah grab your ankles and kiss your ass goodbye kind of soil test right so um i would i would almost go at it from the standpoint of instead of making a wholesale change across your entire program is select out 10 and I do it logistically. So it makes sense for you that you can do higher volumes and it's not going to like kill you for one for two, I would do it in specific areas so that, you know, the El Cheapo neighbors that are next door, they're like, Hey man, like I don't want you to do that extra apple lime or I don't want you to do this or do that. Sell it in an area where, Hey, you know, if they're going to be cheap, that's fine. But, in a place where you can point to that one and say, I can make it look like that. Yep. And not for much more money, right? I can make it look like that. So if you did like 10 or 12 of these, I mean, is that something that you think you can get into this year without like doing major wholesale changes? And oh, by the way, it's March 19th. Like you're not going to want to, <laughs> you know, yeah, bet no, the that, farm that, 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 that three assholes from YouTube know better than anybody else how to do this. Right. But I'm saying that that's how I would do it. I would almost like just introduce <laughs> this as a teaser for some customers and I'd build it up too. Like I would, it's going to work. Like that's the thing is like, yeah. I would bet, I would bet really good money right on that. It's going to work um, and be de definitely different and more, much more improved than your current program. So I don't know. Do you have, 10 or 12 that you could do in the right places and make this kind of make these kind of show pieces easily. All right. So in a couple different ones. So then now it's a standpoint or I guess a question of getting your volume up, right? Cause you are going to want to spray mm -hmm. this at as high of volume as you can. Ray, what do you think about half or three quarters of a gallon of carrier with half or three quarters of a pound of, Cal nitrate. It's going to hurt him to say this. That's actually quite doable. Quite doable. Okay. Yeah. All right. And Go I would ahead. even recommend that if you can, if you can, go across the turf twice so that you get your full gallon down. Ah, uh, okay. You hear what he's saying? So he's just cut, it. cutting your right in half. Yep. Yeah, he's cutting your right in half. <laughs> now, the other thing All we right. should do is I do have 
I got a small 50 gallon skid sprayer. And if it's only 10 or 12 properties that I'm going to try this on, I can up my volume on doing it that way. Be just like the so, old days, pulling the hose. Just like I'm gonna, pulling the hose. That's, I'm going to... I'm going to throw a major curveball into this, right? And uh, in lieu of going the route of cow nitrate and K nitrate, um, I think about it in terms of accessibility and uh, continuing to operate out of your permagreen because I know my lazy ass does not want to pull a hose uh, because ain't nobody as lazy as I am when it comes to walking my fat ass across the property. So... Right. Uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to throw this out here to you, Lushy, in terms of availability, uh, probably not as robust or as, uh, as quick of a response of a program as what, as what, uh, Ray and Ryan are, are trending towards there, but it is something that could elicit probably some decent friggin' result results here. So, um, I would split this into, um, uh, basically you would be doing three FERT applications a year and you would be doing three lime applications a year, right? So round number one, we would be doing UMAX, uh, a duration 60 and MOP, right? That would be okay. your round one. And I would try and run that as close to a one-to-one -one as humanly possible. That way you, you know, you're, I, that the purpose of UMAX is to protect the nitrogen in the face of that soil pH that, that you're encountering there. Um, and then uh, MOP for the cheapest K source that you can get out. And it's early enough in the season that you're still getting rain. You're not going to be going through a drought that you have a chance of that to kind of work out of that soil profile. Uh, app number two, you'd be going out with lime, just straight up lime as much as you could humanly get down, afford to get out. We'll say 25 pounds per thousand. You can afford to get down 25 pounds per thousand, get down 25 pounds per thousand. Round number three, I would go out with either just straight duration 60 or straight duration 90, probably 60. Um, and maybe if you wanted to do of, of your nitrogen, maybe like 90% duration 60, 10% straight urea or 10% U-Flex or 10% U-Max. And then this is where I would use the SOP, right? Um, and mm -hmm. so... Again, another one-to-one -one as high as you can possibly get that. You could get that probably like a 20, 0, 25, something like that. Um, that's going to be a very expensive app, but um, one, it's going to give you some extended slow release out of that, right? And it's also going to be a protected form of N against your soil pH. And then also following up with your next application, round four, more lime. Uh, another 25 pounds per thousand of lime. All right, now you're going into round five. So this is going to be August. This is going to be moving into seed season. You know, you're, you're I can tell you're on a cooling trend there because your average temperature is dropping about 60, uh, 69 degrees, somewhere around there. Your uh, your growth potential is, is back up peak. So you could totally get away with seeding in August here. DAP and MOP, get that blended. So DAP is going to be an 18460. And if you got that blended 50 50, with uh with mop uh or even let's say you did like 60 40 so you would be at like a 10 30 uh, uh 25 a 10 30 20 something like that is what you'd be getting down 
Um, use that as your seed product. That should not be very expensive at all as far as a product's concerned. Those are two just base commodities blended together, so it should be pretty cheap. No filler in it at all. Uh, you just run you know, 60, 40 mix, 60 DAP, 40 MOP. And then set up for your last application of the year, and guess what we're going to be doing for your last application of the year? Lime. Lime again. So another 25 pounds per thousand. That would give you 75 pounds per thousand through the course of the year times 43.5. That would be roughly a ton and a half. That would not move you up to a 6.5 because you needed somewhere around two tons to move you up to a 6.5. But that's a ton and a half. That's a good knock in the park. If you did that two years, you would easily be at your six and a half and sustain it, right? Now, the caveat with this program is that you are going to have to get out there early for your round one because you're not going to have any lingering in in the soil to help facilitate that fast green up that you may otherwise run if you did a quote unquote winterizer, right? So you got to be out there. Maybe you start the last week of March and start getting it down. So that way you're done by the first week of April for your first application. And again, you know, you could repeat this year number two or make some slight variations there, but it's, it's, it's a little different. Uh, and it, it, it probably works out to about the same cost as doing it any other way, I would think. Because, uh, I mean, that, that line rate is going to be expensive across three applications. Mm. Duration 60 is going to be expensive. UMAX is not the cheapest nitrogen source in the world either. Plus, that round three, you're using SOP too. So that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's going to be a, a 28, 20, probably a $25, $26 bag of fertilizer. So definitely not cheap. And if you're putting it down at a pound of N, uh, you know, you're, you're probably looking at an easy $3 a thousand there kind of deal. So I don't know if that moves you out of it, but just another perspective on it. I like it. I, I think it's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to run the numbers here real quick. Um, Lushy, what are you paying for a bag of lime out there? Uh, let's see. Calcium is seven bucks, I think. And then I think the Domalenic okay. is six fifty, six twenty-five. Actually, let's see if I can bring it up for you. And Matt, I have one, I I do seven apps. I do six fur and one basic lime. So I have oh, one more little yeah, app that's in right. there. So if you got down a hundred pounds, that would be two tons. And that's, I mean, now you're starting to move up there. You, you know, it may not be fully react over until the next season or the season after, but you've got enough buffering mm -hmm. material down there to make some real movement on that soil. I think it's possible to take it from, you know, a four, eight to a five, eight or a five, three to uh, a, a, a six, you know, by, by the end of the following season. Right. If you if yep. you ran that program, uh, that number's not Let's right. See here. Yeah, right Six right around that, Ryan. Calcitic lime is going to be okay. around seven bucks a bag, and then and the mm -hmm. domolytic is going to be around six and a quarter. Mm -hmm. How many of these lawns? I mean, what percentage of your customers you say are irrigated lawns? Just out of curiosity. Uh, I would say right now, 60 to 70%. Uh, and R Ryan, let me tell you here, he averages 46 and a half inches of rain per year. So definitely not shy on rain. 
coastal yeah, weather. That's good. I think lobster. All right, lobster. so you gotta. I gotta work on dropping my R's a little better. I'm sorry. I'll, sorry, I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> so I'm running this. Let me see. Uh, you said duration sixty and the SOP on your round three, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. All right. So, uh, call that. 32. I wish I could post a uh, picture in the chat and show just kind of kind of what we're playing with here. Uh huh. That didn't that didn't quite work. I'll send this to you, Lushy. See, I'm not opposed to him running. If, if you're going with that route, I'm not opposed to running a triple 19 at that point. Of just run, again, urea, dab, mop, and just live with it. And I, I know the summertime, like, I get that part of it. But I think we're splitting hairs. Like, you know, the, these are not yeah, showpiece lawns. This first like, year, yeah, this first year, you, even if you ran SOP, are you going to save it from dormancy anyway? You know what I mean? Like, no. It's no. already in such a shit condition. It, SOP ain't going to be the game changer here, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's not going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. You're not going to be like, right. man, that one time I put that SOP down and then it just went to hell in a handbasket. Damn it. Purist, so, baby. Right. Purist. Maybe we'll just get some stress blend for it. Let's send you some power to that. That'll work for it, right? Uh, okay. Let's see. Eek. Okay. I always love it when Ryan says eek. Eek. That's, that's I, I, in, when in I think it's too expensive, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. That's not good. Uh, <laughs> go ahead. Being honest. Uh, so it's like if, so. These customers, I will tell them that you your soil is so deficient that you do need additional lime apps and I charge them for it. You know, you're trying to make it so that it's in the program that it fits within that regular budget for someone that doesn't want to spend the money. Correct. Mm -hmm. I think you just, you know, build, I, I think I you try... got to build it in. I mean, I think, I don't think how you, I'm not sure how you can. I and not every one is, is this bad. I know Matt oh, likes good. to that's see good. a little wild stuff. They're not all this bad. It just, I like to send Matt a few wanky wants to get him excited yeah i got excited all right i almost stroked out <laughs> sitting in front of the computer looking at this like <laughs> maybe i'll send I'll, I'll get the we'll get uh the soil sample crew out there and get we'll get those out there we can recap see yeah, what we have for the time. <laughs> honey what'd you oh, do man. on friday so, oh i had a heart attack what happened Lushy she sent me a soil test <laughs> so so here we are we're at, this is four apps of triple 19 a pound per right split up over the season and uh three apps of lime you're at 20 bucks per thousand right so yeah. your your cost yeah. just went up 25 percent which i mean on the product side seems like a lot in the overall grand scheme of things it's not awful right like to sell to a customer. So um, 
twenty. So it went up. It went up what all is. So on the average, it's it's across the season is what forty four dollars. Forty eight, fifty 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 bucks. Yeah, you said twelve thousand square feet. Your average lawn four bucks. So you have to just call it fifty yep. bucks, right? And you're getting one. You're getting one one one. You're getting you know a triple nineteen out there. So four pounds of NPK each, respectively, and you're getting uh, seventy five pounds of lime out there. Mm-hmm. I mean that right there. I'm not sure you're going to kind of come up with a simpler program that's going to move the needle more than what that would do, right? Wait, Lushy, can you? Oh, never mind. If you've got a soil test, you can apply phosphorus, right? Correct. Okay. We can apply phosphorus if it's from a soil test or if it's from an uh, organic source. Actually, I, I decided to search for that real quick. Uh, I couldn't find much, but that might be another opportunity there if you want to get into it. But um, top dressing with compost, certain compost, especially municipal uh, processed compost, it's going to be bulked with like wood and biosolids or something like that. Typically, you're going to find that is closer to a 7 pH and can help maybe buffer a little bit out, but it could also be another way to get uh, massive amounts of P and K in the soil pretty quick. Okie doke. If, 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 if you want to upsell that type of thing, and I, I could tell you from experience, it's a hard sell, but in terms of performance on the lawn, it's, it's, it's a Ronco, right? It's set it and forget it kind of thing. Um, and, it, and, it, and so it may not be applicable across year over year over year over year. Uh, in fact, I can tell you that the more of those I tried to pile onto the same property, uh, you would have some seasons where it just didn't quite do so well. And, and I'll tell you too, that also the variability in the compost, um, like I've got Monterey mushroom 30 miles from me right here, and I can go take a tractor trailer and fill that thing to the brim with 45 cubic yards of compost and have it delivered at my place for next to nothing. Right. And, and that's great and that's fine. But the, the sodium values on that mushroom compost is extremely high. And depending on how long they've had that outside to leach out the sodium, boy, it can set some grass on fire real quickly. And, uh, ask me how I know I did it. I've, I've burned up more than one yard using compost before that was extremely elevated in sodium. And I learned that the hard way, um, trying to figure out why the hell I top dressed the yard and it fried all the grass in it. Well, uh, my answer was, it was testing the compost and figuring out that, you know, it had, uh, like 75 parts per million of sodium. And, you know, here I am putting an inch of it across the grass. It just, it, it was not a good thing. So it's, I wouldn't say it's a surefire dedicated, it, if you if you were able to get it on every property for the first year, yeah, it's going to make a big difference. But I, and it may take away some of this that you need to do. But when you're talking about moving a pH from a four point six to a six point five, we're talking about serious pounds of just material going down. I mean, like you are manipulating the structure of the soil at this point in a big, big way. Yep. And it takes it takes years. It takes years to get that to stop moving the needle. Now, here I'm going to run something next to uh, uh, Ryan and Ray. Here, there were some uh, calcium levels 
let me see. Here's here's one. Two hundred. What is this? Two hundred and seventy parts per million of calcium. That is, that's critically deficient in calcium, isn't it? In three hundred and something, the MLSN number. Three three sixty, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, really adding lime so. for the calcium alone yeah. is is going to be critical. Important. Uh, yeah, super important. Not Ray, just what do you think about all this material? Going out with the 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 granular approach and just again not throwing caution to the wind, but being practical and saying, hey, it's one man and his Bud Light and his Permagreen. That's all he's got. That's all he needs. And he just wants to throw some triple 19, some lime and make a little bit of money. You know, live the, live that American dream. Let him live. Let me ride my Permagreen, Ray. Yeah. And, uh, have a flatbed truck with tons of lime on the back of it behind you. <laughs> just have an 18-wheeler with a Moffat just driving along behind me. Can we can we get him a mini ball? Can we get him a killer brew like down south and just dumping a ton of time into a spreader? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You would probably need uh, yeah. super, super sacks that he could just pull up to and cut a yeah. hole in the bottom yeah. of it and just dump yeah. it right oh, in yeah. the Just drive it, drive it around the yard. That's good. Yeah. That'll be good. Hey, look, this is not going to look nice. Just give it time. It'll water in. Yes. I know what I'm yes. doing. I'm a yes. professional. <laughs> I'm yeah, a if, professional. You ever to, if you ever wanted to know what Pablo Escobar's front lawn looked like, I'm going to do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> it's the permagreen. Not 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 that little friend. The other the other one. The one with the motor on it. Uh, uh Lushy, I gotta ask, you know, what hey. how do you how do you feel about this? You know, like uh what, what what's going through your head when you're hearing hearing us talk about this? I'm going to go crawl up into a fetal position in the corner and cry for a little while. Maybe finish off the rest of my Bud Lights. Rethink life. Possibly look at refunds. Oh. <laughs> Come on. It's not that bad. No, no, no. It's not that no, bad. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. I mean, need... trust me. I, I've, I, I, I've told people. My, like, I told my father-in-law and said, hey, he, he, one of his reports are in there, and his soil uh, pH is a 4.8. I said, you need two or 3,000 pounds on your yard to be able to start correcting this. And he kind of gave me a dumbfounded look, and I told Lord. him that's, that's just what you need. Uh, it's, and I, it is what it is. Well, and again, the results, right? That's what's going to sell, and that's what's always sold lush lawns, right? That you do that's better right. than what everybody else does. And you know what? Again, put my consultant hat on here for you. Do you want these results and are you, you know, are you willing to pay the price that it takes to right. do it? I can sell you the reduced package. I can sell you the, you know, the, uh, the happy go lucky package where, Oh, Hey, as long as it's, you know, relatively green, somewhat green, I'm fine with that. But the hardcore ones, right. like, I, and maybe that's the niche. 
that's the niche to hit is that, hey, if you're hardcore about your lawn and you don't want to spray it, fertilize it and take care of it, let me do it because I will make it right. And that, and that is the niche I go after. And I tell them, look, th these are things that we're going to have to do to fix it. Um, I'm not sad when those people that are just the $350 customers for the season leave. Uh, you know, like they, they're, they're price shopping. They want, they want a true green price. I want it for $29.99. I want you to come in and do it for this. Well, I, I've done a soil report. Maybe you've been a, a longtime customer or I know you and I did it anyways. And this is what we need to do. I don't want to do that. And I, I just lost one. And I said, oh, that's too bad. If there's anything I can do in the future, I'd be happy to help. 100%. You know? 100%. And it's lifetime value of those customers. That's the most important right. thing. And like you said, there's people that are surfing around, price shopping, looking for, you know, the Groupon for Lush Lawns. Guess what? It doesn't exist. There isn't one. No. And I just sent out an estimate for an 8,000 square foot lawn, and it was, it was four grand because he wanted to know what, what it would cost to have everything done. I said, all right, well, this is what it'll be for the season. And those are the ones I want. I want, I want someone that, like you said, Ryan, all in, wants to get it done. There and is, is looking to get things done correctly. There is, they're not out there, Ray? <laughs> Poor Ray and his internet connection today. <laughs> Poor, yeah, poor Ray. Right, right. There's no such thing as a free lunch, and I think you got to just kind of emphasize that with people in that. Yeah, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Well said. You know, I, uh, Lushy, yeah. here's one of those things too. When you are in, uh, you know, from from my perspective, from a, a professional perspective, when I'm, I'm going and visiting these people and, and they're like, okay, you know, it's outside of my budget, it's outside of my wheelhouse, but what can we do that's within my wheelhouse? You know, one of the conversations I love to have with people was to tell them that um, I can take away from what I do, but it's going to take away from the performance I get out of your lawn. And unfortunately, that's my reputation and that's tied to your lawn. And I have enough of an ego that keeps me from wanting to put my name on a piece of work that does not match what I potentially can put out of your out of out of your property. And so we're not going to be a good fit in this scenario because I can't sleep at night knowing I've left your property in a state that is not living up to its potential. And I know how to get it to its potential, but we're capped. And, and so it just does not fit with me and my ability to sleep at night and the type of career I'm trying to leave. Uh, so unfortunately, you know, as, as much as I hate to say it, we're just not going to be a good fit between a provider and, and a, and a client. Right. And it's a difficult conversation to have, but after you have the first one, it becomes so much easier. Right. You know, because, um, you, you know, if somebody, if somebody starts to, you know, him haul around around price, you're like, Oh, Oh, wait, wait, what are you him hawing here? Are we him hawing? Because I can go, I can go if you need me to go. And it kind of becomes a badge of honor, right? And and you you may even pull the card too fast sometimes. But 
it, it's it's the god honest truth right that you know how many of your lawns do you want out there looking like trash because you're hand, handicapped you're you're handcuffed on what you can do to the pro uh, do on the on the on the property especially if it's in the same neighborhood where you already treat properties right and say you've got four or five houses in this neighborhood and and four out of the five are like yeah whatever it takes let's make it look badass and then one is like no whatever it takes we're not going to exceed 350 dollars on the year well when you're when you do that and you've got four badass lawns and one bad one to me that's handcuffing everyone else in the neighborhood from calling you because they're like this guy does such a great job except for dip I don't know what his deal is with Tim's yard, but he cannot figure that out. And if you can't figure it out with Tim, what's the likelihood he can't figure it out with me? And then it puts you in a bad spot, right? I was the worst at wanting every one of my properties to look 100% as badass as they possibly could because that's my name, that's my brand, that's my reputation that's on the line while I'm out there. He's on, the, on those properties. That's, that, is, that is my company on the flag in that front yard. And I need the best representatives of what I do as a service provider on that flag in that yard. And if and if you, you don't want to play by those rules, if you don't want that same level of of, uh, of, of performance, that same level of aesthetic, then, you know, unfortunately, we're just not going to be a good fit. Nothing personal. Now you're reading, my, you know, you're reading my mind. That was that the customer I just lost, this exact same mindset I was in. And I have another one that I sent out an estimate and said, this is what we need to do to get your lawn going in the right direction. I actually, to the point, we had custom signs made up that were, you know, eight and a half by 11s. We were sticking them in the, in the yard, had our logo and number and email address. And, and we want that, we wanted that out there. And, I, and I'm telling Shane, my son, and I'm like, Hey, just grab those little yellow cards that say warning, keep off and write the information on it and stick that in. I don't want our name on that lawn. And I basically <laughs> told this customer, if she doesn't fix it, we're not coming back because it was that bad. It was on a really busy street. I mean, it's a prime, prime location, very busy corner goes out to a nice section of town. And it's where you'd want to have that, that eye candy, but it is, it's a, it's a, it's a dumpster fire with, with a train coming down on it. I mean, it is, it is a hot mess. Ryan, I, I could see you smirking. This thing needs to be, it needs to be set on fire. Bulldozed. Just start it, over. It really, it pretty much is where it's at. It needs a full start over, full blown renovation. I mean, aerate it until it is just basically turned over and then smooth it out and start all over again. Yeah. I mean, and that's the case with a lot, with, I don't want to say a lot, but some of these lawns is just, you know, being honest with people and, and saying that. So, it's really hard um, just because, you know, those expectations are all over the map and it's like, you're right. You, you've got to hone in on your, rather than trying to morph your business and your application techniques and your programs and everything around a whole bunch of different types of customers, you know, the long-term viability of your business rests on the fact that you're going to pick out, Hey, this is my ideal customer and I'm going to go after that person. Right over and over and over and over again until the vast majority, if not all of your clients are that person. Right. And it just, it takes time. Right. And, and you got to take some of those lawns where, uh, yeah. Oh, well, can you do just like three apps maybe, 
you know, can you just do three and I'll pay you for it and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Right. It, you know, you got to do those at the start, but it sounds like you've gotten to a point, you know, in the maturation of your business and yeah, you want to grow it, you want to expand it, but it sounds like you figured out who these people are. Now it's just a matter of where are they and how to, you know, con continue to message to them that, Hey, we do it differently. Not the cheapest in town, not the, uh, the standard stuff that you would see anywhere else around town, but the results are better than anything you'll see in town. And that's just the way you live and you ride like that. And I think things will take care of themselves. So I actually ran the, uh, the reduced program, right? So if you did the, if you did one last app and you kind of tailored mm -hmm. this back into your $16 range, you're at, you know, two and a half or so pounds, 2.75 pounds of MPK and still get your three line maps out and you're right there in that $16 uh, range. So yeah, if it were me, you know, to kind of summarize everything we've talked about, I, I think that's the best approach for right now, right? Until you can scale into a really custom, super high end program with the sprays and everything like that. Ride this out. It's kind of a combination between what we originally talked about, what Matt brought up and melding those two together. I think you're going to see some really good results. I really do. And it's just a matter of selling people that, Hey, this is, this is a little bit different. And, you know, again, your lawn's going to look like we're playing clear the mirror out here, you know, three times out of the year, but just make sure your kids don't roll anything up and snort it. Please don't do that. It's not good. Don't do it. Uh, it's not good, but you can go sledding. It. It's fine. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go sledding. Christmas in July. <laughs> You got to wear a Santa Claus outfit and, and just go out there and yep. do these line maps because it could be, a, can you, can you, can we make like a cover or something for the permagreen to make it look like a sleigh? That would be amazing. <laughs> certainly do. Uh, maybe we should oh, just go like, man. maybe we should go frosty. Maybe we should just do frosty. So that way he's just slinging snow out. <laughs> well, she, I, I, know. I what, you know, I, I think about, you know, you know, Ryan was talking about, you know, now the, the question becomes, you know, finding more of these people, right? And, and I think about it from a marketing perspective, how to reach out and, and touch each one of those people. And something someone told me one time, and I have no idea, I, I've used a lot of this and I can't say it just caused me overwhelming success, but I also didn't apply just a ton of effort to it either. But um, the idea was to, uh, when it, when it comes to, uh, putting together, um, uh, when it comes to uh, putting together marketing ideas to reach these types of customers, it, it, think about your own current customer base and the ones you like and the ones you want more of and classify them, right? Like, for instance, mm -hmm. one of the, the, the classifications I came up with was like, I had, you know, I called them like Traveling Tommy, right? He's the guy who's always out of town. He's always like in Greece or in Australia or someone else. And he just wants super trustworthy people on his property. And so like when I was launching uh, digital ad campaigns, you know, I would be like, you know, do you travel a lot? Are you away from home? Uh, you know, are you, are you traveling for work or sales or whatever the case may be? And you need trustworthy people on your property. We are 
the type of company you want because we do background tracks and you know we'd be the most trusted person on your property and we deliver the highest results possible and so that way when you do get to experience your home you get to experience the best quality side or the best side of it right and so you're really kind of appealing to to that type of customer right or um the, the chatty Kathy. And, you know, I, I think you have plenty of those, you know, the people that when you get there, it's all the old ladies just running out the door to come say hey to you and, and talk to you for 30 minutes. And even though they may not be ideal in the sense that they can take up a lot of times, a lot of times they'll pay the extra money for the experience of getting to know you and the experience of the quality that you bring in their lawn. Right. And so um, it takes more time, but you can also budget that into the price of maintaining their property also. And, you know, maybe that's one of those things that, you know, we're sending friendly people that enjoy getting to know you, not just your property, but also you as a person, because see, at the end of the day, we're all human and we want you to feel like part of our family as well. And, you know, it's that that may appeal to that type of person. Now, I'm totally spitting off the cuff here. I'm not saying that's what you should exactly do. But going through your current customer list of who you like and uh, and the people you want more of and trying to classify them and market to specifically that type of person. Right. How you classify them put a marketing campaign towards that type of person. And, you know, and say you divide it between six different people. Now you've got six different campaigns to run that are targeting six different types of customer. And hopefully that will appeal to more of those to bring in that fit more with your business model, right? Yeah, no, I mean, my, my ideal customer is a customer that is enjoys cutting their grass. Like to me, this is the one I, I like, is the guy that loves to cut his grass wants no part of anything on it. He's afraid he's going to mess it up. He doesn't want to deal with it. He doesn't know what to buy at the store. And I tell him, look, it's not rocket science. I could put it down. It's soil science. It's a little different. Uh, but we'll take care of it. We'll get it. So you have to cut that grass. And you can enjoy cutting that grass and kind of looking over at the neighbors and their grass isn't so great. And and uh, kind of you know make them a little envious that you have the greener lawn. So I, I like the guy that wants to be a part of it. You know, it, it's not great someone that hires someone in because now you don't know what you're getting, what they've cut before they've got there, how they're maintaining their blades. And, you, you know, I, I'm known a lot of group of my customers that they have like they, they joke around that they have a, you know, some of them are friends. They have a support group because, oh, Aaron just came by. He just yelled at me. I wasn't doing right. My blades aren't sharp. You know, and then come to find out he hadn't sharpened his blade in four years and he was wondering why his grass was turning yellow. So I, there's a little bit of that, but those are the people I like is the ones that want to cut it, want it to look good, but just want me to come in and make it grow and make it green. That's what makes the world go round, man. I, I mean, so yeah, I, I think you gotta, I think you gotta figure it out. It's just, you know, <sighs> those folks that want the results Can I get some fun ones well there's always fun ones uh, i've got a, i've got a fun one right now that is not a sports field but is a homeowner and it is um otherworldly in terms of fun so the estimate that you sent to that guy the other day for the all-in like multiply that by about like 10 or more and <laughs> yeah so it's insane but again it is an outcome. You just, I think Matt said it, right? This guy wants it, you know, it doesn't live there year round, wants to come back for, um, you know, the summertime when he's here and have it be immaculate. That's the outcome, right? And 
you know, it's just figuring out what that costs, right? And, and you know, whatever that takes to do it, that's fine. Or if it's, you know, a situation where there is a budget involved, it's, you know, setting those expectations and trying to be clear on, hey, we can do, this is what we'll do and this is how much, you know, it's going to take, but here are some pitfalls that we might run into. Like, you know, for instance, the lawns you showed us and doing this uh, Matt Martin uh, double header, this FERT lime double header back to back to back to back, right? Um, it is. It's what it is. Don't shake your head. It is. It's, it's, it's bananas. Like, you know, that's, it's just such a atypical thing. Right. You know, and, uh, and honestly that, I mean, that's as, when I think about operating out of a permagreen, that is, is like, you know, again, I think about what's going to save my ass because, uh, what was it? Steve Willie said in the chat, he said, if you guys thought as much about what you feed yourself as you do your grass, just saying, and uh, and I'll be the first to admit I'm a stress eater, right? When I when I get under stress, and I've been under a little bit of stress, you know. I had uh, never mind. Thing or two happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My life's been a little chaotic lately, but uh, um, you know, I I, I want to make things easier on myself, and this is as easy as I could come up with, um, as thoughtless as I could come up with, and. Um, and I know really no matter what I do, unless I'm spending big money or I am pulling a hose on every application, it's just going to add layers of complexity and I might be able to salvage the first year. I may not be able to salvage the first year, you know, whereas, you know, okay, I'll go ahead and write this one off. I'm going to have about as equal year as I did in the previous year, but I'm going to be super set up for the following season. And, uh, and so I, I, I think that's the easiest way to do it. And there, you know, maybe some, some easier ways to do it, but, uh, that's probably, probably about as good as I can come up with. Get out of here. Get out of here. All right. Uh, all right. Let's go ahead and give one final thought here. Lushy. What do you got? One final thought, one thing to say, how can people learn more about you as a service provider and, uh, and yeah, plug yourself and, and tell us about, about what you're thinking. Oh, well, I mean, if there's, you know, if there happens to be anybody out in the Attebro greater Attleboro, Massachusetts area that's looking for a great lawn applicator, you can visit uh, LushLawnsMA.com uh, and uh, check out the website and you contact us through that. Um, and I've butts around on YouTube. I don't have time for it. I, I'm not making videos. I got four or five horrible don't listen to me at all any bits of advice listen to these guys trust me you'll, you'll go a lot farther in life with your lawn dump them that's about all i got matt dump them dump them bless you hey i just want to say i appreciate you coming on here and yeah, dump them sharing with us the, the, the aloha <laughs> <laughs> Not even, not even a, a mahalo, not even a mahalo, just a straight aloha. But no, seriously, thank you for coming yeah. on and sharing. Yeah, aloha. And it, uh, no, it's always good to hear other perspective. And you know what? It's the same thing. You know, if if, if there's pro applicators out here listening now live, or if they're going to watch this later, is and you know, we're all fighting the same battles. We're all trying to go through the same things. And what you're talking about, like right, we're talking about price, we're talking about products, we're talking about all this other stuff. But it's really about one, delivering results, and two finding the people that want those results, right? Your ideal client. So I appreciate you trying to do everything you can to make that happen. 
Yeah. Yeah, Lucy. I mean, it's it's you know for for anybody that's out there, it's like I highly encourage. If you're not interested in getting into lawn care yourself, reaching out to a guy like Lushy because, you know, where some people stay up all night doing things, Lushy is up all morning. He, he gets up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning and starts sweating the stuff because when I get up at, at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock in the morning, uh, I've got 30 to 40 messages from Lushy who's, who's having a nervous breakdown over something and, and he wants he wants to d- d- develop a solution. So um, he's extremely hardworking and I appreciate you, you know, coming under the gun and under the knife here of uh, – being split apart like you have been and uh and willing to willing to hear us out so you know i love you lushy yeah it was everything i i I dreaded it was going to be and more (laughs) ray what do you got for him the delay the delay. The delay. Aloha. Well, maybe can't hear anything right now. That, we try. I think that's we all Ray's got for me. I got nothing. <laughs> well, Ray, I don't think I have uh, much more to add to it at this point, really. Well, uh, thank you again, Lushy, for uh, all the uh, the members of uh, of the the channel here. We're going to be doing a show after the show. I'll be posting up a link for that ten minutes uh, in Dirty Deeds, and uh, and then after that, it'll be deleted <laughs> forever. Uh, so if no, you plan on joining us no. in the show after the show, uh, stick around. <laughs> Lushy, you we'll, stick around for it too. We'll see y'all on the next one. Around. Have a good one. <laughs> Thank you.